Despite what Christmas legend tells us, we really don't know that much about the wise men. We know they were from the east and that they were called wise men or magi and they studied the stars. We don't know if they were kings like some assume. We don't know if there were three of them. But the Bible seems to indicate that they did not show up at the manger, but rather sometime later at Mary and Joseph's house. But what we do know is that they were on a desperate search to see this one who was born king of the Jews so that they could worship him. Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Matthew chapter 2 verses 9 and 10 say this, After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly and with great joy. So why were they rejoicing? They were rejoicing over the fact that they knew by God's providence and sovereignty that they were about to be in the presence of the king of the Jews, the true king. They were overjoyed at the thought of worshiping this king, that their search was not in vain. This is sincere adoration. Adoration and worship is not turned off and on. It's not flipped on like a switch whenever you walk through the doors of a church. Adoration and worship is something that stays stirred up and bubbling. And when an opportunity is given to worship, you get excited about it. True worship responds to the greatness of Jesus because he's always worthy. Worship is not about us feeling like worshiping. It's about us recognizing who is worthy of worship. And not only were they overjoyed at the prospect of worshiping the Christ, but when they arrived, they bowed down to him and eagerly gave to him appropriate gifts. Giving was simply an extension of their worship. It was part of their worship. And these wise men relinquish self-rule and give to him from the riches of their life to inaugurate his rule in their life. So what makes Jesus worth giving up control when confronted by him? And what makes him worth sincere adoration and worship? Two things in this text. He is the God-born king that's undeniable in the text of Matthew. The second thing that it tells us in verse 6 is that he is a shepherd king. He rules, but he does so with care, compassion, and the authority of a shepherd. You need to know that when you pursue Christ in sincere adoration and worship, you will run into those who outright rebel against him. And you'll run into those who are educated about Jesus, but apathetic. You need to know that on the front end. You need to know that if you are a sincere worshiper and follower of Christ, you will be raising your children to be hated by the world. You will be leading your family into this minefield. But that's the great thing about having a shepherd king, that while he is ruling over us, he is also walking with us. Today, when you pray, please pray for Stephen Schroeder and his family, our missionaries in Papua New Guinea. Also, Remember the Kia LifeWord broadcast heard in Tanzania.